there, cats and kittens. Welcome to Bold Nights Out, the premier podcast about things to do in and around Pittsburgh. Get the scoop on where to eat, drink, and get seen. Stay tuned. Hey, cats and kittens. How is everybody doing out there in podcast land? I hope they're doing well, because we're doing all right, except for us racking our brains on a few things tonight. Oy, oy, oy. Uh, We're having some serious creativity blockage. Right. I don't know what's going on. I blame nothing. I don't blame anything. I blame... You're already on Google. What are you doing? (laughs) You're already Googling something we're not even going to talk about for 10 minutes. You're killing me right now. I'm allowed to Google whatever I want. You're ready. <laughs> All right. Folks. I need that information at hand. And you and your at hand. I'll out hand you. <laughs> All right. So how's everybody doing? We have been busy here at Bold. Um, what's going on in the sports world? Uh, we're in the middle of the March Madness 64 NCAA tournament. Yeah, which, your bracket got busted yeah, the fuck up. My bad. My bracket, they get busted because the, uh, I had Xavier to win and they got beat in the second round. Uh, uh. Our partner in crime at Bold Sports, uh, Matt, he is leading our bracket pool right now. Um, Blasphemy. Pens are pens are still doing good. Uh, they're not on as much fire as they were. They had some uh, issues with Murray being out. He came back tonight and played okay, but definitely you could see he was a little rusty. Um, they did lose tonight. Uh, we're watching the end of the Flyers Red Wings game, and we totally need the Red Wings to win. Uh, the, they tied at the end of three already. They're in overtime and the Flyers got a point, which is, ah, uh, this good. week on the blog, not to flip the script, but you can tune into bold sports and listen to all that sports talk. Definitely. Um, we will have a review of Heisenberg up. Uh, we will have some other pieces go up this week that talk about, I'm not even logged in. Uh, talked about, uh, we have a new book that we reviewed, uh, Voices of Hope. We have a new place that we want to go eat. We have a few other things coming up this in the next few weeks before March closes out. So make sure you're following us everywhere on social. And check out the blog. Uh, favorite the blog. Mark it as a little bookmark in your safari. So you can keep up with what we're doing because it looks like it's going to be a busy summer. There's I'm a like, lot going woo! on this summer. This summer is going to be busy. So what are you drinking? Because you're already over there Googling it. Well, I know what I'm drinking, but I did Google specifics for it. Um, so this is not a PA beer. It's close to PA. It's for Hobeth Beach, Delaware. Um... And, you know, I consider Dogfish Head pretty much almost PA because it's been blown up and everybody in this area goes gaga and oogles over Dogfish. Of course, if you are a beer... Well, I think it was one of the very first exposures we had to craft beer was It was. Dogfish, Dogfish, Victory, and Southern Tier. Like, when I think back to 
craft beer starting. Late, not, late 90s, the buzz early 2000s. It, yeah. it was all Dogfish Head being here. It has been. Um, so, Dogfish Head makes great beer. Of course, everybody goes gaga over the 120 for all the hop heads out there. Um, they make great stouts. They do a lot of the, the, the their whole thing is, is off-centered ales, um, which Sam Calagione, um, the owner and founder of Dogfish Head Brewery, does quite well. I am drinking tonight um, the wood-aged Bitches Brew. Now, we've both had the regular Bitches Brew, which is phenomenal, uh, which was originally brewed in honor of the 40th anniversary edition uh, of the release of Miles Davis's 1970 landmark jazz fusion record, Bitches Brew, which I think later tonight I will put on that album and drink Bitches Brew while I listen to Bitches Brew. I'll be asleep. Actually, it will put you to sleep, and that album is, is an hour and a half long, and it's two songs, <laughs> which is amazing. If you ever want to monopolize a jukebox... For $2, you can play two songs and monopolize it with Bitches Brew for an hour and a half. I've done it. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, Promptly, he was kicked out of the bar for no, being an asshole. One Just of them kidding. I worked I at. I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I worked at. The I other one kidding. was a great music bar, and they were just like, oh, somebody finally played this. Um, but the Bitches Brew is a imperial stout that is aged in uh, oak barrels. Um and it is also aged uh, uh, on a thread of Taj, a native African honey beer, and aged on Palo, um, which is the other wood. Uh, this is a great, great brew. It is at 9%. Um, why is my um, thing being... It's a uh, fusion of the Russian Imperial Stout. And an American double uh, stout as well. Uh, availability is rotating. Um, yeah, the Ethiopian Tej honey beer aged in Peregrine Palo Santo wood. Which, if you know anything about dogfish, they make uh, a beer it's called Palo Santo, which is a uh, IPA that's aged in the Palo Santo wood. On this beer itself, you get nice roasted malts right off the nose. Nice little smokiness to it. Um, mm. The sip is a little sweet in the beginning. And you can definitely get that Palo Santo. And the woodiness of it. Uh, roasted malts, roasted caramel. I get a little bit of um, Connecticut tobacco leaf in there as well. Uh, just an all-around great brew. Uh, it is a fusion uh, style beer because of the fusion of the jazz album, which is amazing. Uh, I found this gem on uh, tap and I picked up a whole growler this evening at uh, Whole Foods in um, South Hills. Um, yeah. I was curious about this because, like I said, I was like, there's so many other things you probably could have gotten um so oh yeah there was a lot of beer i could have <laughs> there's a lot of great beer at, um whole foods right uh, now but yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit and um folks just so you know i'm drinking wine tonight because amanda is drinking i got a bottle of wine as a gift and i can't even pronounce it so i'm not even gonna try 
Um, not even the dude's name I can pronounce. Just not even going to try. That looks like Hercules to me. And it's Mercules. Like, it's a 2014... And it's a blend, a Malbec blend. That's all I know yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a Malbec de Chors. Uh, it's La Vassale de Marquise, uh, which is a chateau in France. Uh, George Vigoreau is how that's pronounced. Uh, it's probably actually uh, Georges Vigoreau. Did I even buy it locally? No, it was no. delivered in a wine no, um, of the month club. What it is, is Amanda went to my parents' house <laughs> and like helped them with a few things. And my dad's like, here, take this home and drink it. Twice now. And I'm and I'm forever grateful. Yes. Forever And grateful. my dad knows Amanda loves Malbec, so, so he, I'm he, enjoying he, this tonight he by myself. It. He always gets a few shipped in and hides them from whenever we go over for dinner or whatnot or whenever we go over help them out with somebody. He's like, here, take this home and drink it. Yeah. So I'm always forever grateful for that. So I'm just going to enjoy some wine tonight. So I cooked a nice marbleized strip steaks tonight yes. and some potatoes. And Amanda's like, I'm drinking that bottle of wine. You have beer. <laughs> so literally she has a bottle of wine with a bendy straw. No, I and do not. <laughs> you're right. You're using. Oh my you're, god! You're, you're, using, you're using a glass. Now the you glass are. has a bendy straw in it, but that's beside the point. That's I know. <laughs> I know. It's okay. I'm snowed in tonight. The snow is here. No, it's not. Um, I was just outside the front porch. What it's is it? Wet. Not snowing. It's snowing very lightly, and it's wet on the roads. See, and this sidewalk. is how it's gonna happen. And Those it's gonna be fucking assholes. Maybe like cancel. Things tomorrow, and it's not even going to be it, bad. And it's definitely, it's lying. It, there, there's there's a dusting in the grass. Yeah, but there's not a dusting on the road, and there's I have nothing. like canceled meetings tomorrow. There's nothing on the roads and sidewalks. If this ends up that, it was way worse out by where I work. Lake, out by where I'm I work, be mad. out by where I work, it's way worse than it is where we are. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna be angry because everybody's like, "Oh no, the snow!" and like canceling stuff. And tomorrow, I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna look like springtime out there. Sixty degrees and sunny. Yeah, for it'd be, real. It'd be awesome. This weekend's coming up. It'd be like really warm. It's supposed to be sixties this weekend. Ah, I did not see that. 50s or 60s, something like that, this weekend? I'm just I'm so ready to be able to go play I golf. I am down. I'm ready for some hiking and some kayaking. Yeah, yeah no, you know, our, our, our headline is, you know, spring. It's cold and snowy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I went to go reschedule one of the meetings I have for tomorrow, and they said, LOL, we understand. Happy spring. With, like, the crying emoji. And I was like, that's the perfect way to sum up the fact that I have to move this meeting once again because our schedules aren't lining up and now possibly because of snow. I said I would let them know in the morning. Yeah, I mean, wake up and look outside and see what it looks like. Because, you know, <sighs> weather in Pittsburgh, look outside and see what it's doing before you decide to do it. Thank you, Red Wings, for getting the win oh, in overtime. Oh, Jesus Christ, who cares? Oh, Everyone in Pittsburgh right Not now. Not really. All right, so where to eat? Oh, you want to tell the story on how I got ticked off at dinner the other night? That's what the story you want to tell. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so how can I break this down for you? We went to a restaurant that we liked previous. Okay, so I'm going to explain this in terms that everybody can understand. When you're a server, you work at a restaurant, your job is to take care of the guests. 
not make your job easier or anything else by putting the guest out. Correct. Just saying. Guess first. I am a very good tipper. Most restaurants know me because I review food, not only for Bold, but for other magazines as well in the city. Most chefs know me, most restaurateurs, most PR firms, most I'm mostly known. It's becoming rare that I can go out to eat and not be at least recognized by somebody in the restaurant. Okay? It's becoming tougher. It's becoming also tougher to do my job because 90% of the time a PR firm sends me or the manager or the bartender calls me and tells me to come in. It's getting tougher. So on this particular night, I just wanted to have some food. We were at Heisenberg, which we'll talk about later. But I just wanted to have dinner afterwards. I had been starving. I came all the way from work. I hadn't worked, eaten since 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was now 10 o'clock at night. I just wanted some dinner and then to go home. A couple cocktails, a dinner, and to go home. That was it. I didn't want a mess. I didn't want a fuss. We walked an extra three blocks from Pittsburgh Public Theater to go into a restaurant. And I, as we were getting seated, she was cleaning the table because, of course, nobody can bust tables at this restaurant either. I noticed it was that, busy. It I noticed was busy. that the chair that she, for me to sit in, was kept getting bumped by people coming down a major walkway. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be like that person who ends up with her drink on her dress because I keep getting bumped every time I take a sip. Um, I was very irritated. I was very angry at the, like, I was very, like, okay, well, I'm going to move the seat. So I moved the seat over, and literally I had taken, what, three sips of my water? Mm -hmm. The other waitress had come over. This was not our waitress that did this to us. It was another waitress. And she come. my waitress comes over, she introduces herself, like, is ready, says, I'll be back for your drink order, blah, blah, here's some waters, so on and so forth. So I start to look over and I start to make check marks, like what I want to eat. And the waitress to the table next to us goes, I'm sorry, can you move your chair? And I said, no, I was sitting there, but they, but it kept getting bumped into, so I moved it here. And she's like, well, I'm still going to need you to move. And I said, well, then I'm going to need to leave. And I got up and I left. And I felt bad because I suggested the place because you wanted to go the one night. And I said, I wasn't feeling it. Can we go here? And you're like, yeah, sure. Now, great. The restaurant was packed. It was busy. And we did get probably the last table in that area. Um, but also, I think they jammed way too many tables in the restaurant to oh, maximize absolutely. space. Like I guess what these the space restaurants was, are opening what and the everything, space but was I'm telling you right wasn't now, that jammed. don't put that many seats into a restaurant. Like, I get that you want to be busy and I get that you want to bring money in the door, but stop. You're ruining the experience. You really are. You really are. I mean, we, we, I was totally, I wasn't down to eat that night. I was full. I already ate because I was home before we left for the show and I, uh, and I ate. So I knew a man was going to want to eat later. Um, and it just didn't work out. And I, was, I felt bad because I suggested the place to her. And we've both been there before and enjoyed it. We reviewed it. We gave them st stellar reviews. Um, and uh, so we left. 
uh, and I kind of felt bad, but at the same point, I didn't. And then um, I was like, well, guess we're going up to Mount Washington, and we're going to Shiloh, where we know we can always get in and sit down and have some good food, because they keep the kitchen open late, and... You know, and that's what we did. We went out. So why we don't suggest eating at the other place, which we didn't mention, because I feel bad saying that I had. A it might have been a bad time. It might have just been a one of those nights. I, you know, we're we're definitely gonna give this place another shot. One last shot. I um am in love. I think we're both in love with Harris Girl, Shiloh Girl, and Harris on Fourth. All three locations. I've never had a bad meal, bad service bad beer, a bad cocktail. Um, the ambiance in all three locations are excellent. Um, the one By the South, way, you can wear a dress to them or jeans and a t-shirt. You can wear whatever you want to it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little biased because I actually worked for that restaurant group for two and a half, almost three years um, at Shiloh up in Mount Washington. Uh, 2010, 11, 12... Beginning of 13, I think. And I'm a little biased uh, to Frozen Cosmopolitan. She's a little biased Frozen Cosmos because they go down way too easy. Uh, I like good craft beer and good whiskey. And they always have that on there. I mean, I had um, I had the PA Handshake. Uh, East End Brewery collaboration with Pizza Boy. Uh, I got the last one of those. And then uh, I what's the other one I had? I had a nice stout. I can't remember exactly which one it was. but And then I had some bourbon. And you had some Frozen Cosmos. And... You had your I can has bacon cheeseburger with fries, and of course we got a side of mac and cheese because that's like liquid crack. That's an easy way to put it. Uh, you liquid know. crack. Um, yeah, and I mean the downtown location's great. Um, it's going to be warm out, or hopefully soon it will get to be warm out. As I say that there's snow falling outside. Um, hopefully that it means the rooftop bar. At Shiloh on Fourth, will be or um, Harris Girl on Fourth will be a destination spot downtown. Um, because I'm sorry, when it comes to downtown rooftop bars, um, I only have a few favorite picks, and it's that or Beer Garden on the top of Hotel Monaco, and that would be about it, folks. The really not the one I really like closed. Which one's what? Oh, Six Pen. Six Pen had a really nice one, yeah. like Little Cabanas, Little Hideaway. By the way, Siena Mercado, El Teto, no. Uh, yeah, it's not a good feel. It's I don't no. I don't get it. Too crowded, too busy, too not nothing to write home about. So no, I don't feel like I feel when it comes to time for rooftop bars. I had a blast at the Beer Garden, and I had a blast at Harris Grand Fourth. So keep that in mind. Um, all right. So, anything else to add to that? Please eat at all the grills. Okay. Oh, where to drink? Where to drink? Uh, you know, we always do fancy fun cocktails and breweries and whatnot. Um, but seriously, uh, Whole Foods, everybody's like, you go drinking at Whole Foods? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we do. do. <laughs> There's no And I know we and I that. and I know we try to try to stay local and this, that, and the other thing. But you can have local there. But exactly. I mean Whole Foods is, is they're not a local company, they're a national brand or a corporation. They were bought by Amazon for God's sakes. Um, but each individual location does really great local 
products, really great local uh, foods and their beer. I mean, the the beer selection, we go to the one in South Hills, um, 24 beers on tap, a full bottle shop, uh, and so forth, wine, the wine selection, and their wine isn't badly priced yet. Definitely, it's going to be a little more than going to the state store across the street. But, I mean, you're paying for convenience. An extra 2 or $3 a bottle, you're paying for convenience. And I, I make the running joke that the cheapest thing at Whole Foods is beer. I mean, literally, the, the, the growler I paid for tonight for the Bitches Brew was $16 for a growler of a 9% wood-aged stout, which is awesome. I mean, there's breweries in this city that do barrel-aged stouts and whatnot, and... Their growler prices are thirty and forty dollars for a growler from the brewery where they brew it at. Yeah, I think the most expensive growler price we saw was what twenty nine. No, there was one that was uh, fifty, but that was for a super super um, rare beer. rare. Yeah, and I'm surprised they even did a growler for that one <laughs> because usually uh, Joe. Uh, Joe Rodriguez runs, he's the beer buyer and runs the beer department and the, and whatnot for Whole Foods at South Hills. Um, he'll even be straight up. He's like, I mean, I'll do a growler of anything if people are willing to pay for it because yeah. you got to price it out per, yeah. it's priced out for a reason and it's cost and so forth. So a lot of people are like, you know, why is that beer served in an eight ounce glass and $7? It's like, well, it's a $250 sixthal, you know, and some people don't understand that, that it's, and, and it's also a 14% stout, but there's also some that are four and a half percent, you know, summer beer or Saison or sour or something that like, well, that's only 4%. How come it's that much? And it's in a smaller amount. Well, it's because of the cost, cost of the ingredients. And so, I mean, it, so my question down. is there too, can you open up anything from the bottle shop? Yes. Okay. Um, Cause they also have mead. And wine and stuff like that right there, too. You can. You can go over to the bottle shop area, and they have the grab-and-goes to mix your own six-pack. And they have the bomber bottles. I like their wine selection, too. Their wine selection, it, it's not vast, but it's not simple. Right. Um, there's something there that you can find for everybody. Like, if you're, like, running late to a dinner party and you got to grab a cheese tray, you know... Or some cheese and some crackers, and like, oh, I need a bottle of wine or two. You can just totally grab there and, you know, and find something that will accompany, accompany it, accompany, accompany it perfectly. Um, wow. Yeah, sorry, I'm stuttering <laughs> tonight. Uh, but literally, I mean, and in the pub there, they have oysters on the half shell. It's ten bucks a half dozen. Um, they always have uh, two to three different types of oysters that you can have there. Uh, they always have food there in the pub area. Uh, their brunch in the pub area is quite delicious from what I there's, understand. Uh, pizza right there too. Yeah, there's pizza. There's the, the make your own salads and make your own plates and the food uh, that Whole Foods does. But those slices of pizza are not that expensive and they're really, really big they're and really tasty. Big. They're really big and they're all gluten free too. Did yes. you know that? They're all gluten free Yeah, pizzas. they're all gluten free pizzas. And they're so, like, I think they're $3 a slice and it's yeah. like a New York slice. Yeah, it's it's not so bad. So it, I definitely recommend it too. I've snuck over there for dinner a few times, and their five dollar flights are amazing. Yeah, all day, all night, five dollar flights. I mean, I've been that asshole that's been like, 
I'll spend fifteen dollars and have three flights. Well, no, no, I've been that asshole where it's like there's one beer on tap that's like a super rare release beer, and they have it at like seven dollars for a ten ounce pour. But if you put it in with the flight, it counts in the five dollar flight. I've been that asshole. It's been like I'm gonna do a flight. I'm gonna do number seventeen. I'm gonna do number seventeen. I think I'm gonna do seventeen and uh, make the last one number seventeen because <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that because. Um, it's a five dollar flight, and you get four five ounce beers for five dollars. <laughs> they, they're not gonna allow that. They've done it. I've been, I said I've been that asshole. They didn't tell me. No, they didn't tell me no. They just kind of looked at me all like. Well, really? again, we're back to that same statement. As a good server, bartender, you're supposed to tell the customer no. You can say it's against your policy, but you cannot say it no. Yes. Um, but. You know, we, you and I've sat there and had and shared a couple flights. You banged out thirteen badges, one afternoon. Uh, yeah, you know that untapped was ridiculous that day. I will tell you that I must have been on the cusp of every single one of those because really to obtain thirteen badges and one sitting, and I only had we 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 did two flights and we two each had flights. a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we, mean, we we shared two flights and we each had a beer. That was ridiculous. I earned thirteen badges on untapped. So yeah. Just, it is something fun, too, if you go with a group of you to just kind of, like, do untapped and, like, sit around and bullshit and get some slices of pizza. And it's nice, you know. And there have been nights that we went and had a few drinks and then decided to go buy dinner and go home and have the rest of the night and snuggled up on the couch. not necessarily. It's <laughs> fun to drunk and shop, but not necessarily the best idea. You spend a little more. I do remember that very expensive lobster you bought from there or something like that. No, it was that two and a half pound tomahawk ribeye. Oh, man. Yeah, I do remember that. It was a $65 tomahawk. It was a great steak. It was $40 or $42. But it was a great bone-in tomahawk ribeye. I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. And we'll be back with events to do in the city this weekend and next. Stay tuned. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, and we are back with events in the city. First up first, Heisenberg. So we did get to go see Heisenberg. It is playing right now at Pittsburgh Public Theater. Um, through the mid-April, I believe it is. Um, it is a great play. It is also, okay, so hold on, through April 8th. So you got a couple more weeks to go and see it. Um, again, various times. Tickets only start at like $30. So definitely a nice date. They're doing something interesting with this play. It is done theater in the round style. So we were able to sit in the upstage area, which is essentially the back of the stage, um, and watch the play. Um, The play, I will tell you, you'll begin to think it's awkward at first because you're like, are they messing up on their lines? Are they, what's going on here? But it's literally the characters. It is the way. They are talking to one another. It's the way they're interacting. It's kind of just the way that her personality is playing off of his personality. And so you kind of have to just stick through it to get the idea of the play. Um, 
it was riveting, kind of interesting, kind of shocking. It was. Um, if you're offended by language, don't go. Yeah, she likes to say fuck a lot in it and um, call him a fucker a bunch of times, which I thought was hilarious because people often ask that about our relationship because I constantly call you asshole or something like that. And we also have, like, our smart-ass days. And people are like, if you love him, you want to talk to him like that. And I'm like, um, I don't think he's really offended by it. And again, if you all know me, I don't get offended by shit. Yeah, pretty much. So... I think there is that too, but it's a cute little love story. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, and the gentleman—it's a—it's a, a two-person play. Uh, yeah, that's it. Don't expect to see anybody else on stage but this man and this woman. And the gentleman that plays um, the the role. Uh, I'm sitting there through the show, looking at him. Like I know I've seen this guy before. I know I've seen this guy before. He played in Silence of the Lamps, and he was either the, the prison warden or he was the doctor in the prison with Hannibal Lecter. I want to say he was the warden uh, of the prison that Hannibal Lecter was in, Silence of the Lamps. He was in, that, he was in several other um, uh, movie and TV roles over his career, uh-huh. and um, I don't have the playbill with me for his name. Uh, I don't know where the playbills are. They're probably on a table underneath a bunch of pile of papers at this point. In our house. Uh, but it was interesting. Like, like Amanda said, it did start off um, slow. Actually, he played the doctor. Dr. Frederick Chilton. Yeah, in the... In the uh, Silence of the Lambs. And Lambs. had a reoccurring role on Boston Public. And then he also had Boston Legal. He was on Boston Legal as well. Oh. Um, and she, Robin Abramson, is a graduate of Gateway High School in Point Park and has frequently performed in Pittsburgh. She starred in the off-Broadway production of Shadowlands. So he um, is from a little bit more and of the movie scene. Um, but they're both from Pittsburgh, or they both have been in Pittsburgh before. Um, obviously with him filming Silence of the Lambs here. So it was a great play. I suggest seeing it. Um, a lot of fun. Um, like we said, public theater is what? $30 a ticket the Pretty most? Much. Yeah. There's nothing you know. more than that, and you should be seeing it. Uh, that's all I should say about that. Um, when you support public theater, you're supporting Pittsburgh, you're supporting local actors. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. All right. So, also, this weekend is Wiggle's sixth birthday bash. Happy birthday to Wiggle. They've been a good friend to us. Here at Bold, we go to a couple of their events um, every year. They're so gracious as to um, have us over to do some Instagramming. Um, but they're turning six, and to celebrate, they're bringing in Millie's homemade ice cream. Um, their new ice cream truck, Millie's new ice cream truck, and they're filling it with boozy wiggle ice creams. So decorate your own birthday cake. Uh, birthday cupcake made from Threadbare, um, and drinking a birthday cocktail. PGH Poe Boy will be on site slinging food, and is free to attend um, the event. So, doesn't that sound like fun? It does. Happy birthday, Wiggle. Happy birthday. You're awesome. Um, you have a, our good friends at East End is doing a special release this weekend. Uh, East End Brewing is doing their annual gratitude release. It's the gratitude release 2018. Gratitude is their barley wine beer 
Scott Smith has been doing that at East End for several years now. I don't want to even quote how long it's been. I know it's been a while. I've had this beer several times. It's one of the super sought after, and he was also one of the first ones, uh, craft breweries in Pittsburgh. And this is one of his, you know, um, you know, it's super sought after. It's always been, hey, this is awesome. We have to get it. And he does a really good job at it. This release is Saturday the 24th. We'll be selling our newest Gratitude Vintage along with a bourbon barrel aged version of last year's vintage, plus multiple vintage bottles, tasting flights, and a few surprises along the way. Plus, get here early for a special paper written, hand screened bottle in limited quantities. Just like the old days, because in the old days, that's how they used to do them whenever they first started doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, RSVP for more info and updates, more information, full bottle list, and pricing coming soon. Uh, for now, mark your calendars. Um, yeah, I, I have to work, so I'm going to have to talk to a friend to see if they can mule me some shit out. Or, and you have to work, I can't even send you. Nope. <laughs> um, but I am not working from March 31st, and we will be Instagramming from this event, Barbecue and Brews. So are you ready for this? This is going to be at Grist House, right? This is at Grist House from 2 to 4.30. You ready for the food vendors? Spork Pit. Which we love and adore. Evil Swine BBQ. And Pittsburgh Smokehouse. Yeah. Tell me your mouth isn't watering right now. I want some of that. Um, along with Grist House, um, your pass includes a Grist House beer, two rib bones, and a side from each truck, and also a chance to win a Grist House swag bag. And you also get to um, you also get to review them and like vote for best. Yeah, there's like a judging yeah. pass. Um, also, so. I'm kind of down for this, and I'm pretty happy that I accidentally took that Saturday off um, for another event that didn't end up panning out. So I'm going to spend the afternoon um, eating some barbecue and drinking some grist house. You know, if I don't uh, finish this one thing at work I need to do, I'd, I'll have that Saturday off. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have to take that thing on the computer before the 30th. So if I don't do that, uh, so yeah. if I don't take, if no, I, you're gonna do that thing. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. Don't if I don't worry. take you're that, gonna thing, do that thing. I, like, I, I mean, I could have that Saturday off. Um, no. <laughs> oh, the evil eye I just got right now, folks. <laughs> I'm taking a vacation day, meaning I'm getting paid for my day job to go eat barbecue and drink beer. Uh, and stay tuned because we may be teaming up with Yin's Love Barbecue for that event. So. Depends stay on his tuned. schedule. Yes, we've been talking about that we'll be attending this event together. So stay tuned. That may be a duo shared day fun event in between Bold Pittsburgh and Yin's Love BBQ. So stay tuned for that. Um, what do you got? You got the milkshakes? No, you got Vintage Pittsburgh. All right, so the March milkshakes is on 328. This is Wiggle and the Milkshake Factory. Um, our joining forces for March milkshakes. So this is tired of winter weather. Think warm summer days with Wiggle and the Milkshake Factory. Order a salted caramel milkshake from the Milkshake Factory and we'll spike it with a Wiggle spirit. 
Um, they did this a couple weeks, about a week ago, and it was a big hit. So this, they're doing it again. Um, you can get your tickets at wigglewhiskey.com. This is at the distillery on Smallman Street. So make sure you go to the right one. Um, and I don't think the Barrel House is open yet, right? Boozy Milkshake. Yeah, the Barrel House isn't open yet. So it's Threadbare or there or the downtown. You have to remember they have a couple of locations. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, downtown. And not to right. mention the fact that what Milkshake Factory just did was they just got allotted all those new... Um, they just got funded to open like 50 new milkshake places. So what they what they do? They got funded to open more locations. So they're talking like more on the Chase State area and more all over the state. So they are actually funded by a investor um, to open more. Craziness. Which is amazing because they actually make their own chocolates and everything there. Like, did you know that? I do know they make their own chocolates. They it's make it's amazing. Stuff. I was like blown away when you I got to talk to You brought me home one of their milkshakes the one day. I was like, oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, straight from Southside. And it wasn't even melted by the time you got home. No, I'm from Southside. Um, yeah, and that's when I actually had posted those pictures of it, and they were talking to me a, a little bit online about the fact that they make their own chocolates and everything right there. So, really, kudos. Can't wait to see what milkshake factory does next and um all right you got vintage pittsburgh is coming up vintage pittsburgh is gonna be saturday this saturday the 24th uh 10 a.m to 3 p.m at the heinz history center uh history never goes out of style shop till you drop at the 16-0 vintage pittsburgh retro fair presented in partnership with the neighborhood flea Invinci uh, incredible vintage clothing, accessories, home decor, vinyl records, and much more. Dozens of local vendors get refreshed at shop till you drop soda fountain. Grab a bite from the local food uh, food tables and experience uh, six floors of the Heinz History Center's exhibits. Vintage inspiration, explore 1920s fashion, and maybe even learn a retro dance or two. And the history's uh, center's newest exhibit, American Spirits, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition, which Amanda and I got, well, I got to go check out, uh, that was open for the media day, and mm -hmm. you and I were, both checked it out for the, um, History Uncorked event that we went to, that we talked about and did some live stuff from, and Instagram and everything. Uh, the admission information on March 24th, all museum visitors receive a special Vintage Pittsburgh discounted admission rate. Throughout the day, $10 general admission, $6 savings, and a $6.50 for students and children ages 6 to 17. Mm -hmm. uh, Vintage Pittsburgh is one of my favorites. There is events. a link for all the vendors uh, and so forth. Uh, I think y'all can go hit that because there's a ton. <laughs> There are. There Vintage Pittsburgh are is one of the biggest ones now. It is. Um. So. This one popped up. I don't know how far down on the thing I have it, but it's next in my feed. So I'm just going to go with it. Oh. Okay, fine. Whatever. Just jump over the other ones. I will. You. We can come back to them. This was next <laughs> in my feed, not on the list. All right. Go ahead. Hops for Hearth at Alloy 26. Tell us about it. Uh, Hops for Hearth at Alloy 26. Uh... It's Alloy 26. This year we will celebrate our eighth year with a change in location. Uh, the very hip Alloy 26 event space at Nova Place in Pittsburgh's historic north side. Help us celebrate with uh, 
Families creating a better future for themselves. A regular ticket is $40, 7 to 9.30. A VIP ticket is $60, uh, extra hour to um, for tasting, and a uh, special VIP bruise. A VIP hour is 6 to 7. Door prizes, 50-50 raffle, silent auction, uh, food and beer, and lots of fun. Parking on site for $5, 21 and over event only with a valid ID. Um... Current breweries attending are Liberty Beer, Sobel's Obscure Brewing, Inner Groove Brewing, Trogues, uh, Arturos, uh, East End, 11th Hour, Vincini Distributing Company, Grist House, Independent Brewing Company, Southern Tier, Butler Brewworks, Noble Stein, Spoonwood, Sam's Beer Outlet out of Westview, Penn Brewery. Snacks attending are Bluebird Kitchen, Pizza Pronto, Pretzel Crazy, Moe's, DeBella's, Pierogies Plus, Peppies, Unique Pretzels, Caliente and Mezzaluna. So this is a nice so little beer can fest I say something fundraising that event. Is interesting is the fact that Alloy's event space is not that big. So I'm wondering if they're going to expand this into their cafeteria area. Because that's around the corner that. and or their auditorium area. And that's a little bit bigger. Because that seems like a lot of people and they don't. Their event space is pretty cozy from what I'm saying. You've been. I have been. I'm supposed to go to Mart. All right. So, Row House Cinemas is bringing our favorite actor to my, the screen. Well, well, my, my, well, actor in my favorite movie of all time. And they are bringing a Tom Cruise before Oprah's Couch Week. So, we all know Tom Cruise had a major meltdown on Oprah where he was, like, jumping on the couch because he was overjoyed in love with Katie Holmes. And... Prior to that, they're bringing four of his amazing movies to the big screen. Um, one of my personal top ten movies is in there, um, as well as Top Gun, which is our show, our movie. But Eyes Wide Shut is also playing. And I saw Eyes Wide Shut when it was in the theaters, when it first came out. And it was one of those movies that you shouldn't have taken your first date to. And guess who took their first date to? This girl. So I was on a very first date watching all those wild, crazy sex scenes, and the guy looked very uncomfortable on our date. You're like, so what you doing? <laughs> yeah, it kind of turned into one of those, like, where the whole ride home, we just didn't talk. <laughs> like, we had no idea what to say to each other after that. So anyways, and then they're also going to play Legend and Risky Business. Um, information, is Top Gun on that list? It is. So it's Eyes Wide Shut, Legend, Risky Business, and Top Gun. So, Risky Business and Top Gun are, are, are in my top faves. Yeah. So, yeah. you can check out RowhouseCinema.com for all show times and the ticket links. You can do a week pass or a daily pass, like a pass to the individual show. So, if you do a week pass, it does the whole, every single, like, one show, uh, one showing of each movie. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know... I thought it was kind of cool, a little Tom Cruise week, you know, at our I'm friend. Down with and that. of course, you do know that Rojas and Mez is BYOB with a beer port right next door. Yes, they are. So you can go in and definitely enjoy a beer while you're watching Risky Business, which wasn't that partially filmed. No, it was all the no. right moves that was. Filmed. All the right moves was partially filmed here. That's right. Alrighty, so what do you got? Punk rock flea market. Oh, so. Punk rock flea market, this is like, think of all those nice, like, studded leather clothes and, like, punk style 
clothing, and so forth. Uh, your favorite local punks will be vending their gear. Music provided by Ian Friend and Dave Harris. This event will benefit the opening of um, Cobra Cakes Print Shop. Vendors, list of vendors, Jesse Sen, uh, Sentipiao, Naomi Curtis, CC Manning, uh, Kenny Hauser, uh, Rebecca McGregor, Laura Alice, to name a few. This event will be... Uh, at the Rock Room, uh, 1054 Heron Avenue. Uh, that will be, I believe, is that's Polish Hill or the Hill District? Or it's one I of the don't two. know. It's Heron Avenue. It's Polish Show or the Hill, depending on what side of Heron it's on. I would guess that's Polish Hill. I, I would think that's Polish that Hill. Sounds like it's Costa Gooskies. 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 Um, all right, so this is a bit off, but I want to put it on your radar. Because this is pretty interesting. So we are always known for our things like the Taco Festival, the Pierogi Festival, all these beer fests. But what about a Bloody Mary Festival? How would you feel about that? I don't like Bloody Marys. Touche. However, most of Pittsburgh does because we're a bunch of brunchy booze hounds. So this is at the Heinz Loft on June 24th between 11 and 3. Um... The first annual Sunday's Best Bloody Mary Festival, presented by Winslow Sixth and hosted by Heinz Loft and sponsored by Kettle One Vodka, wow, is here. The first festival of its kind in Pittsburgh to celebrate the best Bloody Marys and brunch items in the city. Thirteen local bars and restaurants will come together in the courtyard at Heinz Lofts to provide the guests unlimited samples of their house-made Bloody Mary mix and best garnishes. Um, in addition, there will be a live DJ, take photos in the Pittsburgh Photo Camper booth, and purchase brunch items from some of Pittsburgh's best food trucks. So that alone sounds amazing. Um... They do not have a list of restaurants up yet. There's three tiers of tickets, so there's an option for everybody. General admission will include entrance into the event, unlimited samples, and samples from specialty vendors. VIP includes entrance, one hour early, indoor VIP lounge, unlimited samples, um, one Bloody Mary to garnish in the VIP Bloody Mary bar, and sponsor, which is sponsored by Ala Familia, and brunch items by Ala Familia. There is a designated driver admission to include admission into the event and access to indoor bathrooms. So that's pretty interesting, don't you think? Uh, you know what? The whole phenomenon with Bloody Marys has gone overboard to where you go to um, Luke Woolley's in the Strip, and your Bloody Mary has, like, a king crab leg in it, a shrimp cocktail. I forget what I wanted to stick. That was, like, crazy. Uh, you know, I've seen them with, like, little mini cheeseburgers. Piece of bacon hanging out of You know, them. bacon. You know, <laughs> Bloody Marys, they're, they're getting to be over the top. They're getting to be that whole brunch explosion cocktail. And the Bloody Mary bars... You know, when you go to Buddy Mary Bar, that's a pain in the ass for the staff to set up. I can't believe you're poo-pooing on this right now. <sighs> it's not your thing. Just it's not it my that. thing. It's not. I think the concept is pretty cool. I've never personally drank a Bloody Mary before ever in my life. 
So, but me the event is juice. cool. Me and tomatoes aren't friends. We get one. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't drink, I don't do anything tomato eat. Either pizza sauce is about the closest I come to it. Pasta sauce for you, yeah. But I will be honest with you that I don't, um, I don't, I've never had a Bloody Mary. So this is actually intriguing to me, but I'm totally down with brunch items from food trucks. Brunch items are good. Um, so you may even see me at this event just doing the admissions, um, because I may not do any of the other stuff. So. Right on. Well, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with, he said. She said. And we'll be back, folks. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, and we are back with some... He said. She said. And you know, this is the point in your show where we tell you that this is sometimes not safe for work. Um, and that you should usher the boss out of the room or put headphones on the children so you can listen. Yes. Put I always change that every week. I hope somebody catches Yes, it. put the headphones on the children. <laughs> um, cranking Metallica. Cranking Metallica of all things? Have you ever seen a baby headbang? Yes. They're hilarious. They're awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. If you can do that with your child, send it to us on Instagram. Tag us. That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, we were, this is where some creativity roadblock came from. Um, we couldn't figure out what to talk about. We were like, ah, ah. So once again, if you need dating advice or you have something you want us to talk about on the air, please send it to us because we're starting to get desperate. <laughs> so, um... Then, so what we're going to talk about this week is the nice guy finishes last syndrome. So, I think it's hilarious because when you look at a typical man, um, you look at they're usually when you're in a heterosexual relationship, they're classified as either a jerk-faced asshole, or they're a nice guy in the way that they treat the opposite sex, or even the same sex, for that matter. So, and men go through phases. Like, I've seen men go from their asshole 20s to being the nice guy in the 30s because they got tired of the game, or whatever. Um, but this whole idea of the nice guy finishes last, I don't know how much I agree with that. And for the longest time, I will tell you my 20s, I believe that only cute guys were assholes and ugly guys or not a, lesser attractive men were nice guys. And there's not that always either because some of the lesser attractive guys get shit on their whole life. So that whenever they actually do get into a relationship, they end up being the asshole. True story. Where it's like, oh, she wants to date me. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if she sees me, but ends up being the dominant one without the other person's, uh, you know. Or abusive or other things. Reciprocation. Or they're snobby. Yeah. Because they were pooped on their whole life, so they just think nobody wants anything to do with them, so they're snobby in turn. Um, so, I don't know how you feel about this. I can kind of, like, compile myself into all, all of those. 
<laughs> Wait, the lesser attractive nice guy? Or just the whole nice guy, bad guy went through a bad guy phase to nice guy? Because let's all admit, in our clubbing 20-year phases, it was not... I was not a pretty girl either. I was an asshole. Like, I straight up... There were men... I purposely had one-night stands because I thought men were worthless. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, guys in my 20s, whatnot, we were trying to um, uh, up the numbers. Yeah, you know what? The the early 2000s... Yeah, the late 90s, early 2000s were like... A numbers game. It really was. For coming to the club or dating or being... It was almost as if casual sex returned. It did. It was really weird because we had the whole, like, 80s casual sex thing was amazing. Then we had the onslaught of AIDS. So the 90s was was all, like, safe sex. No, it was a Don't do casual sex because you have to have it safe. You shouldn't have multiple partners. But then in the 2000s... Like the, the early, early ones, late nineties, early two thousands, to like casual sex. Well, it was the seventies was the casual sex, eighties was the AIDS, and then the safe sex, and then nineties was the was was the uh, casual sex, but do it safely. Okay, you're right. Yeah, um, you know, I was off by a decade. Yeah, and then the two thousands was kind of just uh, whatever, you know, do what you want, do who what you want. You know. It was the well. We've also now blossomed into the whole like non-gender roles. Sleep with whoever you want makes you happy, kind of thing. Yeah. Now, so you don't have these gender roles of who's sleeping with what or whatnot. Um, who's sleeping with who? Who's sleeping with? Who, yeah, who, you don't where. really have that right now. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm only strictly sleeping with men. I'm only strictly sleeping with women. It's now this whole like, who cares who you sleep next to, just as long as you are happy and in love, um, kind of thing. Um, so, so what you feel like your twenties was your asshole years? Oh yeah, I know I was an asshole in my twenties. Oh, I know I was. I know I. I was in Florida and just straight up, you know. <laughs> I just—I I had to spit out my wine because I just got this visual of you, like, as a woo boy at the club, like, all drunk, like, hey, baby. I wasn't even, like... Want to see my jet ski? I wasn't even, like, all drunk and shit in my early 20s. I was all into the car clubs and... But no, we got. But did you use the line, "Hey, baby, do you want to see my jet ski?" No, that's all I want to know. Never, never, (laughs) never. No, I didn't have a jet ski till I lived in Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Jersey actually had a jet ski. Then you were like, "Hey, baby, do you want to see my jet ski?" (laughs) No, because it was set up for fishing. (laughs) You're like, "What's that? We're gonna go jump some waves and have some fun?" No, we're gonna like drift the sod banks. And we're going to, like, plug lures. So, basically, at that time in your life, you were boring. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as you get older, you know, but then I also find that some, uh, I, me being the server and bartender and whatnot, I, I've definitely seen that whole midlife crisis aspect. That so, do you believe your midlife crisis was in your 20s? Because fuck, no. I was screwed then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that my midlife crisis was in my 20s, but, I mean... You had your Playboy years, and then you had your like serious, serious relationship years. Then there was the midlife crisis where, where I've seen people like literally 
blow up like 20 year marriages and shit just so they can go buy their Corvette, have their, you know, condo in the city and, you know, be mid to late 40s, early 50s and just start picking up the 25 year old chicks again because that's what they want to do. But, wow. Yeah, I've seen the that. The visualization I just got was rough. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I don't think I can because A, I don't have enough money to have a condo in the city. I don't like Corvettes. Um, and yeah, 25 year old chicks just look at me now and be like, dude, you're like 50 and still ain't got your shit together. <laughs> so <laughs> there ain't no way that's happening. <laughs> well, maybe you would get some pity sex out of it then. Do you think so? That's a whole different story. Pity sex is a whole different story? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I have the, uh, in my 20s, which has turned into that um, discussion of in my 20s, I will say that in college, I definitely, I only had two one-night stands in college. Where literally, like, the guy walked me to the car and he's like, I have a girlfriend and we can't ever talk about this again and this can never happen. And I laughed at him. And I said, trust me, that wasn't that good. I don't want it to happen again. <laughs> yeah, that's where you just like being a bitch about it. Pretty much. And so I felt like that was me being the asshole syndrome. Tour now, you will know this more than mostly anybody is. I go out of my way for you. You do. You do. And then you chastise me for it later. Yeah, but that's just our relationship. <laughs> that's just um, our relationship. But but no, like the whole nice guy the whole nice guy finishes last. Like what were those shows that you used to watch with um uh the dude from uh the the um, Oh god, you're grasping. Jordan Jordan Catalano? Yeah. Like My So-Called Life? Yes. What about My So-Called Life? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, because didn't, you know, he was like the hot dude, right? He was, but he was never approachable. He was, yeah, he was like the hot dude, and then she had the friend that was like in the friend zone. Oh, yeah. Brian, he lived yeah. next door. Yeah, yeah. He was like I the totally one that, forgot about him in the show. He, I was looking. I was thinking like Ricky. Ricky was the gay yeah, guy. Yeah, he was. He was. He was the one that was like always there and always hung out. Oh like, yeah. They would sit on the porch and talk for hours and so forth. And he thought that he had a shot and whatnot, but ended up being. But I always go to Dawson more than I go well, to that yeah, show. Yeah. Okay. There's Dawson. Because Dawson was the nice guy, and he had to take Pacey's sloppy seconds because Pacey was an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, Dawson was in the friend zone for the longest time when it came to Joey. Because yeah, I mean, Pacey was the and asshole. And, of course, we're basing these honest. off TV shows, you know. Uh, uh, but In real life, though, it's the same way. I mean, I don't know. Like, I could probably go back in my dating history and tell you that I've probably dated more assholes than I did nice boys. For some reason. And I know I've been that asshole, and I know that, you know, I've probably screwed up several, several relationships that could have been good if I would have been nice, and not a douche, but... Wait, so you would just say that you would not be work with me here? 
So what if the courses had ran differently and you were nice to those girls and those relationships lasted? I would have been in the friend zone. You think? You don't think it would have just been the relationship and you wouldn't be here currently sitting here with me? I don't know. I mean... Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I mean, you know, there's the whole (laughs) flux capacitor issue. You know, I mean, I don't know. But we have our own flux capacitor issue. I know. We do. That I feel like you've never gotten over because I was an asshole to you. You kind of were. I had no idea why you showed up. <laughs> we're going to dig deep into our own past relationship here if we go down that route. Good thing we're out of time. Yeah. We may have to that. tell our story. On <laughs> a different time. <laughs> Would the audience be intrigued by our story? Probably not. Really? You'd be intrigued by we'll some We'll do a Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. Would you want to hear mine and Steve's story, life story, or do you want to hear about my other interesting ex-boyfriend life story? Which would be kind of a funny, interesting story. I will tell you that this kind of leads into another discussion of marriages gone bad. So my marriage has been bad for years before the divorce, and I had two emotional affairs during my marriage and they were both because of social media both with ex-boyfriends facebook's the devil facebook being the devil and at the time myspace was the devil you're supposed to go oh wow myspace uh, I, i've never had no my, i didn't date tom I never, sorry i never had myspace so. uh your ex-wife did there were pictures of you on MySpace. Really? Yeah. Oh, as we all know, we'll go scramble looking for passwords. No, I'm just teasing. Hmm. Um, I, yeah, because of um, social media, I had two weird run-ins with exes. You currently and one more that escalated to relationships being crazy. And you lost interest in this conversation because now you went to Facebook. <laughs> I did not. Oh, yo, yo. You're like, squirrel, squirrel. Squirrel. All right, folks, we are going to be done for the night. We're wrapping up early tonight because we are just burnt out. We're, in a, um, we're over an hour, so, I mean, we're, we're just over an hour. All right, if you have anything you want us to talk about here on the air when it comes to he said, she said, or more sex advice, anything at all. Or find out what restaurants you need to, need or want to go to and find out what we think about them, let us know. Or tell us somewhere we need to go and check out. Yes, absolutely. And if you have a beer or a cocktail or something that you would like us to try on the air, by all means, drop us a line. We are all about picking up growlers and drinking them on the air. We are. All right, folks. Have a great weekend. Also, if you head out this weekend, please tag us in your photographs and tell us where you're going to be. Have a good weekend. Thanks for tuning in to us. Check us out at BoldPGH on Twitter. Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram, and always at boldpgh.com. Listen to us always at theriversedgepgh.com or every Wednesday at 9 a.m. at the Rivers Edge Radio Station. Have a great weekend. Thank you.